shot. Welcome to Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast recorded in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm your host, James Rose, and today I'm with the leader of the KC Spurs fan base, the man who writes limericks to celebrate Spurs' successes, and who's put in a bid for Pochettino's winter hat. Hope it wins. It's Gerard Bastamente. How are you, bud? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. And from the red team, he's the leader of the Arsenal Casey fan group, the man who's still hopeful for a Spurs FA Cup upset, and who's sad that Mark Hughes is no longer available for Arsenal. Perhaps true. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? At peace. At peace. I like that. Two words. Simple. Sweet. We'll take it. Uh, Let's kick off this contest then with our top three segment where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two points for guessing number two, and so on. Jared, you're up first this week. So what do you think was the most talked about? Gee, let me think. Uh, Mo Salah continuing to do Mo Salah things and Liverpool's 5-0 route of uh, Hornets. That that might do it. Yep, that'll get you those three points. Mo Salah being Mo Salah. Yeah, he dispatches a woeful Watford with four goals of his own at Anfield. Uh, the final score, as you said, five to nil. Um, Mo Salah, of course, now leads the Golden Boot race with 28 goals. He's now four ahead of Prince Kane of Tottenham. Um, was this, Jared, a Mo Salah performance or was it more of a team performance from Liverpool? Oh, let's see. I mean, just so many... Watford defenders on the ground in the box. Uh, it is actually uh, it just it keep harkening back to that goal he scored against Spurs, uh, just wandering around in the box and uh, breaking everyone's ankles and magnificent individual efforts. Um, not only that, what I think is kind of overlooked in, in this uh, uh, match was Firmino's beautiful finish. Uh, fourth goal was the third goal of the match, assisted by Mo Salah. So, mm-hmm. if if Liverpool is this the team and Mo Salah is the team, then yes, it was a team effort. <laughs> but he continues <laughs> to just baffle defenders in the box, falling over. And I'm convinced that Carnes uh, is the uh, uh, goalkeeper. You know, maybe. Mo Salah slipped him, you know, 50 pounds or something to uh, spill that last one for his fourth and final <laughs> goal. But uh, I will be referring to anyone who scores four goals as scoring a Mo Salah. I, I would, uh, that's very fitting, honestly. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was something else. <laughs> Boys, um, if Mo Salah was to leave this team, maybe in one or two years' time, up for debate, do you think Liverpool would have a huge problem moving forward with their season? I mean, do they rely on him that much at this point? I think without question, they rely on him that much at this point. I mean, it, it's sort of a hearkening back to the days when Liverpool had Luis Suarez. I mean, on that first Mo Salah goal, it looked like every defender on Watford was Deli Ali. They were all on the ground. <laughs> it's one of those situations where he is just heads and tails above every last player in the Premier League. It took this you year. three minutes. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke that just writes itself. Uh, no, it, it's it's a situation where, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, you might have argued that Eden Hazard or Harry Kane were probably dialed in to take Golden Boot awards at the end of this year. And Mo Salah's rise just makes you wonder about Chelsea's transfer policy generally. But 
you look at a player of that quality and you think of what he could do for basically every other team in the Premier League. I mean, I'd kill to have that guy on Arsenal, as I'm sure you guys would on Spurs. He's just unstoppable. That third goal that he scored was basically a penalty kick before he even finally got enough power on the ball to get it into the lower left-hand corner. It was incredible. It's a goal that only a player that is at the peak of his performance could even possibly think about scoring. Almost every other player in the league, including Danny Welbeck, probably goes down in that circumstance. Mm -hmm, But he just he's unstoppable at this point. And every time he scores, every time he touches the ball, if you're the opposition team, you have to worry. And I think that the reality of the situation is it's very likely that Liverpool are going to lose to Manchester City in the Champions League. But we've talked about this before throughout the podcast. I think questions have to be asked of Jurgen Klopp's performance this year simply because you have a player like Mo Salah. They didn't make the League Cup final. They're no longer in the FA Cup. They're very likely going to be out of the Champions League, and they're not going to win the league. And it seems a shame to watch Mo Salah have this transcendent season and score all of these goals and become the likely golden boot winner, and that be the only silverware that he picks up the entire campaign Mm -hmm. yeah if you're a liverpool fan that can't possibly be acceptable Mm -hmm. yeah i agree and so it seems like he has to win some kind of silverware kind of like harry kane situation like within the next year otherwise surely these bigger clubs like barcelona you know real madrid whoever are gonna swoop in and and tempt him away with money hapless watford defenders are deli alley but the prince of Mo Salah is equivalent to the diving Danny Welbeck. I just want to point out your lovely perspective, boys. Hey, I, I said that Danny Welbeck would go down. Mo Salah stayed up and scored a goal. <laughs> I at least acknowledge when my players dive. We kind of do on occasion, but uh, anyway, let's uh, swiftly move on then. Boys, you're up next. We have second and third spots still to guess, so what do you think? I'm going to go with Pedro's 105th minute goal against Leicester today in the FA Cup. That will do it. Yep, that'll get you the second spot, which of course is those two points. Chelsea take one step closer to the FA Cup after edging past Leicester in an extra time game. Final score was 2-1. Of the three times Chelsea have faced Leicester in the FA Cup, they've actually gone on to win. So boys, do you think uh, Chelsea have what it takes? You know, I would have argued in 2017 when Chelsea were in the FA Cup final that they had what it took to win, and then they put in an absolutely abysmal performance against Arsenal. And I know that the game was equalized towards the end by Diego Costa, and William got booked for an obvious dive in the box, but Chelsea didn't even show up that day. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that Chelsea might be able to come through and get back into the final this year. I mean, they got the fortunate draw. You know, Tottenham got the unfortunate draw where they have United even though it's Tottenham's home ground. But Chelsea have a Southampton team that weren't exactly convincing against Wigan today, even though they won 2-0. So it would appear in all likelihood that Chelsea will be back in the FA Cup final at Wembley. And you're talking about a match that will end up being the redemption song for any one of the teams from the EPL that could possibly make it. You know, Southampton excluded. But you're talking about a situation where Manchester United, Chelsea, and Tottenham aren't going to win trophies in any other competition. And this is all they've got left. So I'm actually really, really interested to see how all three of those teams perform throughout the semifinals of this competition, simply because it's their only chance at silverware left for the entire year. I would expect that the semifinals and the finals, so the last three remaining matches in the competition, should be quite good and filled with players 
giving it their all simply because it's the only competition that they really have a chance to do anything with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all three of those teams. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to put up a pretty solid lineups too. But um, Jared, on Leicester's performance in this, because I mean, if, watching the game as a whole, it was from a neutral perspective, it was very, very close game. Um, sadly for Leicester, though, they've now lost their last four FA Cup quarterfinals and have not reached the semi-finals since 1982. Um, do you think we're ever going to see the the Leicester team of the 2015-16 season again? I mean, they were unstoppable when they won the Premier League. And from that point on, we just haven't seen that same level of skill, of finesse. So are we going to see that again? I I think it just it is that kind of success is ephemeral across all of professional sports. And when you that Leicester squad, I mean, they were winning. It seemed like one nil, two one, three two. They could not lose. And and you know, Spurs chasing them, and that was incredibly frustrating because you just knew they were going to win. They were firing all cylinders. Jamie Vardy scoring Robin Van Persie esque goals. Uh, uh, you know, from forty yards out, chipping goalkeepers. I. It was it was a thing of beauty uh, uh, to watch. And you can argue that Man City are doing that this year. They simply cannot lose. And to kind of capture that kind of lightning in a bottle, they've they've done their best. They've moved some things around. I I still think uh, they were a bit uh, uh, hasty uh, when you fire the manager that brought you mm-hmm. a. A, a title halfway into the, the the defending title season. Okay, they've done their best to hang on to the likes of Vardy and Mares, and you know they have Ihanacho uh, coming in. I just for Leicester specifically, I you know they'll they'll stay up and uh, they'll continue to rework. But you know to to really capture that kind of dominance, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> it's yeah. the hardest thing in sports. It really is. You you can't put your finger on it. I thought there were the glimmers of hope in this game, especially, but. Uh, I don't know. I think something needs to change, and I think they might even lose Mahrez uh, end of the season. Um, so I guess... Uh, I think you're right. Right, uh, Jared, we are back to you then for the last spot. What do you think got the third spot this week? Uh, I will be selfish and say Spurs 3-0 over Swans with in their match without Harry Kane. That'll do it. Yep, that got the single points this week. So yes, Spurs comfortably dispatch a resurgent Swan side in the FA Cup quarters. The final score was indeed 3-0, thanks to uh, Christian Eriksen and Eric Lamella. And Spurs have now reached the FA Cup semi-final in consecutive seasons for the first time since 1982. So a similar question that I asked about Chelsea, can, can Spurs win it? Yes, and they will. Uh, <laughs> now as a neutral fan. <laughs> <laughs> as a neutral fan, you know, uh, it, it's really going to depend on which, uh, uh, which defense and midfield really shows up for this club. Um, it is very, very hard. We're seeing the absence of Toby Alderweireld coming back not coming back and all that. And Spurs have this tendency to just kind of switch off and allow goals in bunches, uh, particularly very early in matches this year. So uh, I don't know. Do they have the talent? Absolutely. Uh, it was great to see the likes of Christian Eriksen, uh, you know, just doing what he does best. Uh, I, I question uh, a Swans defense giving him that kind of space, uh, but I'll take it uh, as well as uh, Eric Camilla you know, getting in the mix. Uh, and this is a great bounce back, you know, mentally for uh, that crash out uh, against Juventus mm-hmm. uh, in the in the Champions League. Uh, Kane out three to six weeks uh, with an ankle. Who knows really uh, when 
uh, he's going to be back. But with the likes of Sun and uh, uh, Lucas Mora, I, th- they have replacements. Um, but uh, it is really going to require a lot of focus, and they that back line cannot switch off or commit any kind of silly fouls. Uh, uh, or else Jesse Lingard and Paul Bogba are going to have a field day. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll be watching with bated breath. Bated breath, indeed. Now, as an Arsenal fan, boys, that this question might be hard to answer, but uh, do try your best. Do you think the future is bright for Tottenham, or do you think there's still some kind of scary suggestions, shall we say, uh, moving forward? I think assuming that Tottenham are able to avoid the pratfalls that accompanied Arsenal's move to the Emirates in terms of debt and how that impacts a club's ability to be able to maintain player salaries and bring in new players that Spurs are set up very well for the future. I think the problem is they've got to maintain and keep players like Harry Kane and Son, and they can't risk losing that component of the lineup. Mm -hmm. And the question is whether or not Kane leaves or Son leaves, because I think in isolation, both of those are very good players and Kane is a great player, but They've both carried Spurs at certain times throughout this year, and it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to be able to stick around. I think that Spurs are going to suffer a very similar fate to Arsenal, though. They just don't have... Levy's a fantastic scouter of players. He does incredibly well when it comes to getting money for Spurs players in transfers and forcing the issue, but they don't have Manchester United money. And they don't have Manchester City money by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a chance that they have a season that ends up in a situation where they grab some silverware like Leicester did. And it's just flukish. Everybody else in the EPL falls down and they they win the league. But I honestly think that Spurs are probably set right now for the same track that Arsenal was on, which is a round of 16 or a round of 8. Champions League performance, a top four finish, and a shot at the FA Cup. And if that's what Spurs fans are satisfied with, then I think there's a lot to look forward to moving forward. But I don't think there's going to be a situation where many clubs, if any, including Spurs, are challenging Manchester City or Manchester United for a championship anytime soon. Well, let's quickly move on uh, to our next game, which this week is going to be another round of Rumour Mill. Yes, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a British newspaper from the last week. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So basically, true or false? Uh, Two points for a correct guess. Boyce, you are up first. Antonio Conte has dismissed suggestions that Chelsea could lose star players such as Eden Hazard, should the club fail to secure Champions League football next season? True or false? True. It is true. Yes, that'll get you those two points. The London Evening Standard published that uh, just yesterday. So uh, good job on that one. Gerard, this next one is for you. A former Bayern Munich player says the German giants have been in contact with Tottenham boss Mauricio Pochettino over their soon-to-be-vacant managerial position. Oh, goodness. Uh, False. Unfortunately, it was true. The Mirror, that delightful newspaper in England, printed that also yesterday, uh, clearly wanting to get the Spurs fan base fired up um, again. That rag? That rag, yeah. If it's actually actually true, then gosh, who knows? Anyway, uh, boys, this next one's for you. Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger has made suggestions that he will sign for an additional year at Arsenal as he's determined to end his long career with the Premier League trophy. 
He certainly made machinations towards saying that he's going to see out his contract, but I'm going to go with false just out of a sense of hope. That was false. I did make it up literally to get you fired up. Um, and I kind of think it worked. Um, sadly, no newspaper has published that story yet. They might. Um, but yes, it is false. So that does get you those two points. Uh, Jared, do we count as a newspaper? Let's just do it. Do we? <laughs> Who kicked the corner flag weekly? Yeah. Um, Jared, this last one is for you. Everton are willing to pay Arsenal's 26 year old England midfielder, Jack Wilshire, an 8 million signing on fee to join the club this summer. False. Oh, it is true. <laughs> Believe it God. or not, the <laughs> Who Times going to pay him that much. Are you serious? I'm, do you know what's funny too? Uh. The Times are the ones that wrote that, and when I found that, I was like, "No, they have to be joking." Um, <laughs> but they wrote it. Yep, they wrote it two days ago. Um, whether or not to piss Jack Wilshire off, um, who knows? But that would be hilarious if that were doesn't true. take much. Doesn't take much. Right, uh, let's move on then to our last game, which is another fan favourite. It is Player Profile. Uh, so five different clues to each Premier League player, each one easier than the last. First person to shout their name and correctly guess said player wins the two points. But as usual, you only get one shot, as an incorrect guess will freeze you out. All right, guys, are we ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ready. Right, this, this first player is a Welsh international, once played for Cardiff City. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey is correct, sir. Yes, that'll get you those two points. Uh, the other clues, in case you're interested, are plays as a midfielder, currently plays for Arsenal, and his first name is the first listed name in a boy's baby book. Probably true. Uh, <laughs> right, player number two is an Englishman. Began playing senior-level football at 16. Began his career at Southampton. He current, uh, excuse me. He then moved to Arsenal. Voice. Yes, voice. Ah. Oh. Uh, Early shot. There's two. Out- there's two options. Alex Oxley Chamberlain. That is incorrect, and that'll freeze oh, you oh, out, yeah. Jared. The last clue for you is he now suffers at Everton. So he was from Arsenal to Everton. Mm-hmm. Englishman began his career. At na, na 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 na. <laughs> yeah, there should be a. Team. I- it uh, uh, voice is dying uh, right now. I can just tell. <laughs> <laughs> I had Rooney in my head, but I know that's not right. I'll give you five seconds to give me a name. Uh, Three, two, James Rose. Oh, if only it was okay. James Rose. No, that isn't correct. Dear Walcott. Dear Walcott. Dear Walcott. <laughs> that's right. Dear Walcott. Yeah, Englishman. Yeah, all the all the clues, uh, and he now does <sighs> suffer at Everton. Um, no points there. So let's move on to player number three, who is new to the Premier League this season. He is a Turkish international. He scored over the weekend. He plays for Everton. His... Oh, voice. Yes, voice. Uh, Tosin. Yes, you are correct, sir. It is. I can't even say his first name. I think it's Tank or Senk. Sink, sink, I think. I don't know. Sink, tank, zinc. Who knows? Uh, but you get the two points. Yes, nice work on uh, on that one. And we have two players left. And this next one is thirty-two years old. He is a Scottish international. Currently plays for Stoke. Someone has to. Was sent off in their game against Everton. 
His first name is Charlie. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam. That is correct, sir. Yes, that'll do it. And that will get you those two points. And our last one of the game. Jared, you've got this. I believe in you. Uh, this last player <laughs> is an Englishman. He currently plays for Everton. Uh, known as a striker. Has a world-class reputation. Looks like Shrek. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who is first, but I just feel sorry for Jared. So, Jared, who is it? <laughs> that one's Wayne Rooney. That one is Wayne Rooney, yes. i get you those, those two points. Oh, good grief. <laughs> nice work on that one. Um, I'm going to tally the score, but I think I can tell you now just looking Pretty at it. Pretty sure you don't have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's spare those blushes. Boys, congratulations. You have come away with the win this week. Uh, that takes the series score... Eight to Jared, ten to Boyce. So Boyce has now got a two-point lead. Uh, Boyce, how do you feel? The opposite of Arsenal. The opposite of Arsenal. Is that great? Is that sad? I don't even know at this point. They've got a mixed season. Um, <laughs> Jared, any uh, any comments? I blame this solely on these my St. Patrick's Day hangover. So I apologize mm. to listeners. I'll be sharper next week. I'm pretty sure they're all still recovering, and they may still be recovering when they listen to this. So... Uh, uh, yes, good times. But that is uh, that is all we have time for this week. Uh, thanks again to Jared Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Uh, we may be taking an international break next week to be decided. Um, I'll chat with the guys and we'll let you know. Um, but yes, any final words, guys? Boyce? Really excited for the upcoming U.S. men's national team match against Bolivia. It's going to be, be incredible. One to remember, absolutely. <laughs> Jared? <laughs> uh, we'll be just sending healing thoughts to Harry Kane's ankle. Harry Kane's ankle, speedy recovery. Uh, you can also check us out, uh, before I forget, uh, Facebook page, uh, www.kickflag.com is our website, and the Twitter handle, at kickcornerflag. Uh, do check us out, and we will see you guys next week. Until then, have a good week. <laughs>